In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. And good morning. What a joy and a delight and an honor for me to be here with you this morning. Thank you, Dean Kidd, for allowing me this opportunity to uh, preach for the next hour and 20 minutes. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. He's, what a great gentleman, I tell you. It's nice. The theme for my message this morning is a simple question. Where will your faith journey take you? Where will your faith journey take you? And did you listen to the, the scripture lessons? A lot of times we hear it in the background, um, but the, <laughs> the scripture lessons this, this morning out of Hebrews talks about faith. By faith, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the, in the gospel, Luke records Jesus saying, I've come to bring fire and division. I'm going, oh, wow, what a great passage of Scripture to preach on for my first sermon in the cathedral. Thank you very much. <laughs> it put me in the fire. That's what it is. Um, but we, so I want to take a look at, at, at both of these uh, passages of Scripture. And if, if most of us know the, uh, our Scriptures, uh, in the first part of that 11th chapter of Hebrews, the writer talks to us about what faith is. And I think some of it, or most of us could probably recite that off the top of our head. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, right? I think most of you heard that, and you were saying it right, correctly. And later on, in verse 6, the writer says, without faith, it's impossible to please God, for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Makes sense. So I believe, I, I ask myself, well, where did we get our faith? Where did it come from? I believe that it, it's innate in everyone. Since we're created in God's image, he created us with a soul, an everlasting soul, and within that comes the element of faith, to believe in the Creator, to believe in the God. Too often, we don't exercise that faith, and we choose to ignore it or put it aside. But here in the in this Scripture, it says, by faith, people passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, Rahab was not uh, destroyed uh, because of her disobedience. By faith, Gideon did his. By faith, Samson did his work. By faith, David and Saul and the prophets. By faith, others were what? Tortured. He goes right from writing about the 
great things mighty kings and prophets did to some of them were tortured, sawn in half. Did you read that in the, in the, in the lesson too? Can you imagine being sawn in half because of your faith? It, it, it broke my heart. Some were killed by the sword and, and much worse happened to them. In preparation for my sermon, I was reminded of the, the old book, Fox, pardon me, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Anyone ever heard of that or read portions of it? I challenge you to pick it up and try to skim through and read some of that. He records, you know, experiences of Christians being tortured and murdered and martyred because of their faith in the, throughout history. Um, in, incredible. If you could imagine what, they could, what you could do to torment and to kill someone, they did it. Because of their faith, they wanted to wipe out the Christian religion. Now, I've, I, I have never met anyone who has been persecuted that badly because of their faith. I've known people who've been disowned by their families because of their faith, and maybe you know some of them as well. Um, but we live in, in America, in, in the U.S., where you don't see the persecution and the torment and the martyr of, of Christians, even though it still happens around the world almost daily. We are privileged to live in a great society where we can exercise our faith and our belief in Jesus Christ. Now, many of you don't know me or know me very well, and thank you, Dean, for that gracious introduction, but I, I want to share with you for a few minutes my journey of faith. It began a long time ago in a galaxy far, no, 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 <laughs> not, not that far. Um, it began with my childlike faith when I was, I think, seven or eight that believed in what the preacher was saying, that Jesus loved me. And by faith, I accepted that and believed it. And by faith, I responded to God's call in my life to enter uh, full-time ministry while I was a freshman in college in 1967, before many of you were born. Um, and by faith, I, I, I asked a beautiful young lady named Jane if she would marry me, and she surprisingly said yes. Um, we met on our first day at university, and four years later, I, three years later, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. Um, and we're still together today, thank God. Uh, and by faith, we moved from, from, from there in the university to Kansas City, where I attended and graduated seminary um, and was ordained as a Nazarene preacher in 1979, before some of you were born. 
Um, it, was, it was while we were a senior pastor in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and my wife was teaching uh, nursing at the University of Michigan, that we accepted the, God's challenge for us to enter into the U.S. military as a chaplain. And here I was already 37 years old. The Army stopped taking chaplains at 35. Um, and I said, well, what do I do? You know, I feel God's calling me in. God opened the doors for me. And by faith, I entered into that wonderful and challenging and exciting ministry of the Army chaplaincy. I allowed, uh, God allowed us to move literally all over the world. As many of you know who have served in the military, we travel all over the world. Um, and ministering to soldiers or service members is, <laughs> is a delight. It's challenging, sometimes very frustrating. Um, but here are these young, young guys, young families. Um, they have problems just like everybody else. And oh, by the way, they get to go to war um, and defend our country and defend our freedoms. So God continue to bless them. It was early in my ministry and my life that I was introduced to one of Paul's writings, one of, out of Romans 8, and the verse where he says in, in chapter 8, verse 28, that all things work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And some of you are shaking your head up and down, you know that verse. All things work together. The good things, the bad things, the ugly things, the weird experiences, the terrible, you know, sometimes we don't know why, why Lord, did you put me, why did you put me here? Or what am I doing here? Um, but God takes all of those, works them together for his glory, his glory and for our good. It's called a life journey of faith where we collect experiences, we collect wis wisdom from stumbling and falling, and picking ourselves up and keep on going. And it was by faith that God led us to the Episcopal Church, where we were ordained here in um, um, 2012 by uh, Bishop Pierre Whelan, and some of you may remember him. He used to serve on the diocese. And shortly after that, he, he uh, invited me to come and pastor, be the appointed vicar of two small mission churches a hundred miles apart in Bavaria. Oh, beautiful, beautiful place. I know it was hard duty, it was, but it was what a, what a beautiful and exciting uh, area of ministry. And then my wife and I returned here and to Orlando in 2016. And it was by faith that we accepted our dean's uh, invitation to fill the position of the priest in charge of pastoral care after Michael Matheny and what great big shoes I had to fill on that one too. But uh, God bless Michael. So in my faith journey, I have allowed God to use me wherever he took me and wherever he planted me. I won't know the results of, of most of that until I 
I'm in eternity with him. And see the, the number of people, the soldiers and family members uh, whose lives I had the opportunity of touching and influencing for Christ. Jesus, in the, in the gospel reading, says, who is the author, and I put in the illustrator and the finisher of our faith, he not only was the author of our faith, but he showed us an example. This is, this is how you do it. He's the one that's going to answer my, uh, why did you let me, why did you let this happen to me question. <laughs> Jesus, why did you let this happen to me? Why did I have to go through this or, or suffer this or experience this? After he explains it to me, I'll say, ah, I got it. I understand now. But my faith journey has not ended. It still continues today, as does all of our faith journeys. It doesn't happen for a period of time and then it goes away. No, every day is a new experience of living that faith journey. So Jesus, who is our illustrator or our, and our example for our faith, here in the gospel, he gives us an insight into his faith journey. First of all, he says, I came to bring fire to the earth. I said, oh, good. I said, let me see what some smart commentators say about this. So I went, I, John Wesley. And, and John Wesley said that this, this fire is, is representative of, that Jesus, uh, Jesus is talking about, representative of the fire of God's love that spreads through the world, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, the, the, this fire hasn't been kindled yet. In other words, the fire, the Holy Spirit had not come yet, but come into the world yet, as he did on Pentecost. So Jesus said, I've, I've come to bring fire, the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and he says, I even wish that it was, that it was here now. But a fire is a, is a, a form of the Holy Spirit that, that spreads the heavenly love through the world. Fire is, uh, is also a, brings spiritual cleansing and, and a fire that brings a separation between the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the world. We cannot love God and the world at the same time. Secondly, Jesus or he goes on to say that he faces a baptism and he's stressed over it. Did you, did you catch that when you read that? He was stressed under this baptism, a baptism of, of sorrow, a baptism of suffering. He knew that he was going to eventually give his life for us on the cross and suffer shame and rejection by his people. And he was stressed under that. In other words, it was on his heart, on his mind, and it affected his ministry uh, to the disciples and to us. So the next time you're stressed about whatever, just remember that Jesus, who is our good shepherd, has already been, he understands your stress. And there is, there is good stress and bad stress. Uh, the good stress challenges us and encourages us to keep going and, 
and, but the bad stress is when you are stressed over stuff and you stay there, the stress gets you stuck and that's all you see and that's all you focus on and your life becomes stressed and it's, it manifests itself in all sorts of unhealthy ways. So don't, if you're stressed, leave it. Uh, know that Jesus has, has been, has, was stressed as well. And so leave your stress, that kind of stress, and move on. Finally, Jesus says, I have come not to bring peace, but to bring division. <laughs> wow, I thought he was the prince of peace that comes and brings the peace. He's that. But he also is the person that brings division and separation from the Spirit of God and from the Spirit of the world. The division is a distinct difference between those whose faith, who has faith in Jesus and those who have no faith in Jesus. The distinction. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, Jesus goes down the list. There is a division, even in families, even in households. Remember, remember the prayer that Jesus prayed over his disciples as recorded in John 17. Jesus prays for his disciples. Father, protect, my, protect them. They live in the world, but they're not of the world. There's a distinction. There's a difference. We all live in the world, but as Christians, believers, people on our faith journey, we, we are not of the world. We've been born again. Our lives have been redeemed. I believe Jesus wants each of us uh, to, uh, and, and encourages us to continue in our, in our journey of faith, and we can encourage one another as together we, we experience our faith. Our faith journey happens every day in different places, wherever God leads us, whatever, whomever God wants us to talk to, whatever words we say, that's part of our journey in our faith every day. Listen to the words of uh, the writer of Hebrews in the last uh, verse um, that was read in the gospel. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Therefore, the writer says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, remember uh, the dean was talking about the, the, the great cloud up here in the stained glass windows, a great cloud of witnesses who've gone through this before us, who are watching over us, they're encouraging us. We have that. So now he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run, and I put in parentheses, every day, let us run every day with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the illustrator and the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. 
So my question for you in my theme, where will your faith journey take you as you go through your faith journey of today and tomorrow and this week and next week? Where will God take you in your faith journey to touch the lives of men and women, boys and girls around us? Amen.